Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Ramblings, Podcast 105. This time I ramble about an iOS game, Bookworm Heroes. I finished Dishonored, the Knife of Dunwall downloadable content, so I talk about that. And I ramble a little bit about the new headphones I got, because my old ones died. Hopefully you'll enjoy the show. So really my only big news for this week is a free game for iOS by PopCap Games called Bookworm Heroes. It is totally free to download and play, so may as well go get it. But as I said, it is iOS, so it's limited to iPhone, iPad, and iTouch. Though they have Facebook integration, and I guess part of their free advertising stuff is that Pretty much after every move you make, it it asks if you want to post to Facebook, which is kind of annoying. But it's really kind of the only advertising they have. But it seems odd that with such high Facebook integration, that it is not also, you know, a Facebook application that people can play on Facebook. I would think they would get a ton more, you know, users if they opened it up to Facebook. I sent a message to PopCap Games through the Facebook page. And they replied, and they, they said it's going to just stay iOS. They don't have any plans to put it anywhere else. So that, to me, sounds like they might have made an exclusive deal with Apple, which I think is kind of limiting. Anyways, a uh, big extra long rambly intro there, I guess. But it is kind of, you know, an unusual review for me to do. You know, I don't have a lot of reviews of things that are iOS exclusive. But it's really the only thing I have new going on this week. So. Pretty much all I have to talk about. The sound and music can be turned off, but they're pretty decent. And the game is sort of a a turn-based thing. Like you'll take your turn, and then you'll wait anywhere from minutes to hours to, I guess, possibly days for your opponent to take their move. So it's like you only really play for a few minutes at a time, and then you set it down for, you know, however long you set it down for. I have played a few games where they were pretty quick, and the people would respond, you know, maybe three to five minutes later. But those are pretty rare, and they seem to only happen in the evening. I've had it for maybe two days and played maybe a dozen games total. And the majority of the games seem to go that they'll they'll make a move, and then it'll be like an hour or two before they make another move. And about, I don't know, four to six of the games that started the people just stopped playing. Either they made like one or two early moves and then that was it. Or I had one where I think she's just kind of given up because she's pretty far behind and she's probably not going to come back from the, you know, the beating that she's been taking. So I think she's just given up on it. I don't know if the games will actually time out after a certain period of time. I hope they do because otherwise they're on my list and it's like these people, you know, haven't moved. And there is an option to nudge them after 8 hours, which I guess will give them a little notice to go, hey, it's your turn. But I don't know, like I said, uh, some of those people I I just don't think are ever going to come back. 
Some, I think, you know, were just trying out the application and they took a couple moves and then they decided they didn't like it. You don't have to play through Facebook. It does default to the Apple Game Center thingy. Calls you hero, number, 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 number. It puts some number on you. So unless they're connecting through Facebook, you don't actually get a name for the person that you're playing. And it just puts the first letter of the last name, so it's not like you know who they are. And I think it might even be set in some fashion, because I always set my stuff to Eric S., and that's what's showing on my screen. And last night, I played somebody, I I forget the name, but their last name was also just the first initial. And I played somebody else uh, who was just Ian. So I think somewhere it must be set by something. Again, went off on a rambly tangent there. It should be fine for colorblind people. It's basically a grid of letter tiles, not unlike Scrabble, though probably not a lot of people have played Scrabble these days. But they can change different colors. Usually the colors are pretty different. It's like there is red and green, so if you have red-green colorblind, there might be an issue there. But it's pretty much like this really dark red or, you know, a really bright green or sort of a medium blue. And I think there's a purple. And I think there's actually maybe a lighter purple. But for the most part, they're very different. It's not like, you know, here's this one thing and there's five shades of this one color. You know, they're all pretty distinct. So I don't think there would be, you know, any problems there. There are also little tiny icons on them. So you can sort of tell, you know, by the little tiny icon. Like one has a heart if you're going to regain health. And, you know, it's colored, usually red. And then another one has a little green pair of swords, which is, you know, bonus damage. Things like that. As I mentioned, it is free. You do earn coins by playing. I don't know if you earn extra coins for, like, winning. I think it's pretty much even if you win or lose, you know, you gain a certain amount of coins. With the coins, you can buy either heroes that, you know, represent you or little pets. You do not have to buy a pet. And, you know, there's one hero that's free. And I guess they'll change them up every week because there was a different one, you know, announced for this week's free hero. There are currently only four heroes and four pets. Though I expect in the future that may change. And the heroes all do kind of different things. Like my favorite I think his name is Hamlet, and he's just sort of, you know, Victorian-era style. And his thing is that he'll do a special move, and he'll ink he'll ink your opponent's tiles. I'm not sure what the ink does. But then he's also got this revenge move where if you get more points than the opponent, then you'll do something. I forget what. But then another one of the heroes is that she has this special thing that happens to some of the tiles on turns. And if you use one of them... They're higher points, I think. But your words all have to be five letters or less. So it's like she can be really powerful, you know, if she uses her special letters. So that might balance, you know, to somebody who has a higher vocabulary of shorter length words. So somebody with, you know, a higher vocabulary, as it were, may not necessarily have an advantage. I know I still haven't really described what it is yet. It's kind of got a lot of going on with it. So that's why I'm kind of describing each piece as I go. But now I shall describe what it is. It is a turn-based word game, I guess would be the best way to describe it. I haven't played any of the other 
iOS or Facebooky type word games, so I couldn't compare to something like Words with Friends because I've never actually played it. But what Bookworm Heroes does is you pick a hero and you pick if you want a pet or not, and the pets can do different special things. Both are using the coins that you have. So, you know, if you want to pick a hero that is not free, that'll cost you coins. If you want to pick a pet, that will always cost you coins. I think they aren't free, but I think you can buy them and permanently unlock them. So that's how the coins come into play. And then you'll get a grid of 16 letters, but it doesn't really matter that it's a grid. It's 4 by 4 because you just pick the letters you want. You don't have to, you know, like have them adjacent to each other or anything. So it's pretty much like, you know, if you got a Scrabble set and you got given 16 letters, it would be basically the same thing. So what you do is you pick a word, and you can only use each tile once. And sometimes you'll get, you know, duplicates or triplicates of some letters. So it is kind of restricted, you know, 16 letters. And then, you you know, you don't always have, like, all of the vowels and such. But you pick the best word you can find. And there's no time limit or anything. Like I said, it's turn-based. And it goes to the other person's turn. Depending on the point value of the letters, you will do damage to them. And it's sort of like a fighting thing. You know, you're on one side, they're on the other side. So you're trying to beat down their health. And like I said, different things will have different effects. There's things that will cause tiles to get, you know, double the points. There's things that will cause them to regenerate health if you use them. There's bad things you can do to the opponent, like you can prevent them from using a tile, or like one character has a special ability, he will randomly damage tiles and they become worth less points. And if you don't use the letters, they will stick around and still be there for your next time. I think there is a way, though, that you can get the board to wipe and get new letters. I'm not entirely sure. It's pretty fun. I have won, I think, about half of my games that I've played so far. I have only completed, like, four games. Like I said, a lot of the games, the people just stop taking turns, and so they're just hanging there. And one of the big disadvantages is that it is only PvP, so you must have somebody else to play with. Like I said, you can go through Facebook and invite friends to play. You can go through the random matchmaker, and it will pick people either through the Game Center or Facebook, you know, depending on where it looks. I don't think it limits it if you're logged into Facebook or not. I think it looks in both places for opponents. And so, you know, it can always find somebody. But like I said, those somebodies don't always continue playing. So that's kind of annoying. And I think I have to have kind of like eight games going at once to kind of keep me interested. So I'm not sure how long I'll stay interested. Because like I said, the the people, for the most part, only take a turn every now and then. So it's like I'll play for a few minutes, and then I'll check back in a couple hours, and maybe one or two people made a move. You know, that one game where the guy, Ian, I played last night, made a move like every five minutes. You know, we completed a game in like an hour, I think. But that was the only one ever. All of the rest of them, there have been, you know, pretty big pauses in between each turn. So if you're into that... um it's okay. If you're like me and you haven't played that kind of game, it's kind of very slow-paced feeling and, um, you know, not very exciting as the, you know, span between turns gets bigger and bigger. I would say it's pretty fun, and if you're into word games, you might want to check it out. 
I think the limitation of it being on iOS is a pretty serious limitation. I mean, I know there's a lot of people out there with iPhones and iPads and who knows about iTouch. I don't actually know anybody with an iTouch, but I'm sure there's lots of people out there with iTouches. But it seems really strange that they have this heavy Facebook integration and yet they don't have a Facebook app version because I would think that would be, you know, infinitely more users. But it's free and it's, um, you know, pretty quick overall if you add up all the time it takes from turns. If you sat there and played, you know, with somebody you knew was sitting right there, you know, you spend maybe three minutes to five minutes turn trying to think up a good word. And then I think most games go between, I would say, 10 and 15 turns, depending on, you know, how much bonus stuff you get and how quickly you beat them. But it's pretty fun. I like it. Like I said, I may or may not keep it because there is a, a big lag time in between each turns, and I'm not used to that kind of game, so it seems a bit slow to me. But it's free, so if you have an iOS device, you might want to check it out. So I have finished Dishonored, the Knife of Dunwall expansion. I actually was sort of in the middle of the final mission when I did my big talk about it last week. I didn't know that. And I, I finished it kind of quickly after I started it again. I was like, oh, I was almost right at the end. So I think it would take most people maybe between three and four hours to complete. It added on to the time for dishonored in total so it was kind of hard to keep track of how much time I spent playing but I think it was about three hours for me to get through like the original game though it was you know very short but it was you know really good and a lot of fun and very definitely worth playing if you are interested in that kind of game there is of course you know the same amount of replayability there are you know different difficulty settings and I would actually say in terms of level design this is very challenging and has, you know, a lot of flexibility and probably on par with some of the best levels in Dishonored. I could see it being a lot more replayable than the, you know, a lot of the original game was because the original game was quite a bit more linear in design. This one seems to have a fair amount more flexibility, you know, like I said, in comparison to much of the original game. It does add a few new tools. There are at least two or three, I think, that were not in the original game. So those of you into a lot of tool use, you know, you might find some cool new tricks in there. If you're like me and, you know, you're playing for ultimate stealth and you're just avoiding the bad guys or just knocking them out, you know, maybe you'll grab them, maybe you'll use the knockout dart. You know, pretty much you don't need any other tools. So adding more tools, not real helpful for the stealth player I think. As I said before it does work on a lot of the same lore so you know you get your lore expanded and sort of right at the end of the expansion they add some new lore for some new characters and 
to sort of introduce, I think, some new aspects that were only very hinted about in the original game. So it sort of sets it up for a bunch of new lore that they might explore, you know, in a future downloadable content, which I hope they do, because when they started to introduce it, I'm like, oh, cool, this is going to get really exciting, and now it's over. What happened? It just got really exciting, and now it's over. I'm so confused. They also explained just a little tiny bit more about who the outsider is, who his agents are, and sort of how the powers that he grants people work. I wish they would have done more with it, because he kind of has one big scene, and that's about it. I think there were a couple of shrines that I missed, so it's possible you get to see him once or twice more. It could be those are just shrines, you know, without him talking to you. So maybe I didn't miss anything. But it seems kind of like a lost opportunity there. They sort of introduced more lore. They sort of had him make a reappearance. But it sort of seemed more like it was just, you know, sort of an introduction slash tutorial. And it's like, you know, it feels like a lost opportunity. Like they could have done more, you know, besides that. It's pretty much my only additional thoughts for it. As I think I said before in my original sort of early review of it, if you enjoyed the original game of Dishonored, I would absolutely highly recommend you pick up the Knife of Dunwall. It is very worth the money and absolutely worth it for, you know, having good gameplay as well as learning more about the lore. Looking for group, my stats so high, don't be out of the loop. Got a new elite staff that you can equip. Close your mouth up, ladies, this is pure nerd nick. I'm a pixel-based fantasy, I'm Anslow Stoic. A hack and slash, who the heck's more heroic? Check me out, cloth armor fits me like a glove. Just Twitter, a time, I'm ready for love. Hang with me in my MMO. So many places we can go. I'm better than a real-world quest. You'll touch my plus five to dexterity wrist. So I've had my new, new headphones for a few days now. I got some new headphones, but they didn't work out. They were a wireless USB type. I figured I'd go ahead and splurge, and that way I wouldn't have to worry about the wires, because, you know, I'm always getting up and moving around, and don't always have the best position, so wires, you know, not the best thing. But it didn't work out. It had some kind of feedback on the microphone when I put it into the ready position. It had sort of an auto-mute feature, so it, you know, went down or up. In the up position, things sounded fine, but in the down position, it had this noise that was constant. It was like, and it's like, what is that noise? And it's like, I thought, even if I could figure out how to maybe mute the microphone so it wouldn't do that unless I'm talking, it's like, even if I talked you know, that would be horrible because it was almost about the same volume as talking. So it's like, you know, even if I could mute it, you know, for my friends online, if I had that headset still, you know, whenever I talked, it would be like, you know, that would be in the background and it would be really annoying and terrible. So I returned it. I got some new ones by Creative Labs. I pretty much tend to stick with the Creative Labs stuff in terms of headphones. These, I think, are called the Tactica 3D Sigma. They have like five different names for these things. I don't know why they have so many different headsets. It's okay. It's nice and loud, but it's not a whole lot more loud than my previous ones, which were the sort of cheaper mainstream fatality version. These have 50 millimeter speakers, whereas the previous ones had 40. 
So I figured, hey, you know, it's a little bit bigger. A lot of the headsets seem to have the 50 millimeter ones now. So maybe it's because, you know, they're better quality and a lot more sound. But it seems like it's about the same volume. So I'm not sure if it makes a whole lot of difference. The version I got is the corded version because, you know, again, I didn't want to run into the same possible problem with the USB-based one because I thought, you know, maybe it has to do with the fact that I'm on a laptop. You know, maybe there's some kind of unshielded aspect that's conflicting or something. Though I use the same port I am using now for my podcasting microphone, and as you can hear, there is not any horrible sound with my podcasting microphone. So I don't know. Um, Maybe it was broken. Maybe it was a USB issue. I don't know. Anyways, I got the corded version. And the corded version is a little bit strange because, you know, normally the cords are round and, you know, maybe thin, maybe a little thicker. But these are actually flat and they're kind of floppy. So it feels kind of like a half-cooked wet noodle, which is really strange because it's like it's flat and it's rubber and it's dry, but it feels like a wet noodle. It's kind of weird. The ears are square, and I think that's probably why they hurt me a little bit. I never had any issues with my old version. The old version was kind of oval-shaped, you know, like ears are. But the square shape is kind of what most of the gaming headsets are shaped like right now. I don't know why they're favoring that shape. Ears are not square. So, I don't know. I might look around at some other manufacturers and see if there's others to recommend that, you know, might be more round. I don't know. It seems kind of strange because they aren't as comfortable as my previous pair. But they're okay. And they're um higher quality cable and connection to the cable. So hopefully, you know, that will last a bit longer. I guess my last ones lasted like a year and a half. So, you know, that's pretty good. I'm not upset about that. So if these last, you know, a year, year and a half, I'll be, I'll be okay with it. But I might not, you know, get this kind again. Because like I said, it does hurt my ears a little bit. And, um, you know, it's not a lot better sounding with the 50 millimeter speakers than the 40 millimeter. So I don't know if that is, you know, sort of a big deal like they sort of made it seem. It is actually very difficult to recommend headphones because if you look at all of the reviews, they pretty much all have the same amount of complaints and even the same kind of complaints in a lot of the times. So it doesn't really seem to matter which manufacturer or which headset you get. They all kind of complain about, you know, cheap construction or issues with the microphone or issues with the cable. They all kind of have very similar complaints. But I like it so far. It is one I am recommending on my website. So it's okay. You know, if you have to use headphones, they're a decent pair. News will be super fast, pretty much the same news as the past weeks. Star Trek the video game for PS3, Xbox 360, and I found out for PC via download is now out. I didn't know it was out for PC on download. That might explain why I didn't see it beforehand. 
I was curious to, you know, put it on my wish list, but I didn't see anything. I just saw 360 and PS3, so I kind of ignored that for a while. But I guess you can get it on Steam or Amazon Download or probably anybody else who does download services. There is an odd fact I discovered for Neverwinter's open beta on the 30th. I got an email saying Head Start will start on the 25th for... The people that got, you know, five days Head Start. For me, it's the 27th. But it's like, why is Head Start three days before what they're calling open beta? That doesn't make any sense. That should be launch date if it's when Head Start is happening. So I don't know if Neverwinter is going to, I guess you could say, soft launch on the 30th. Or what's going on? Seems very confusing. Not much detail on that other than if you're looking to play it. I guess the 30th is when you should be able to start playing. Iron Man 3 is due out on the 3rd. That should be very cool. Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. I guess I forgot to mention last time. Although it has no officially stated date in terms of the day. They are targeting early May. So sometime, I guess, in the first half of May. So if you're looking for some lols, that would be um, something to watch for. And that's it for the news. Ahoy there, and welcome to the treasure chest. We gather to thank those who surrendered booty to the rabbit. I'm sure we can all agree we love a little booty now and then. <laughs> the following be all the rapscallions that donated their booty. We do be thanking Benjamin H. for the donation. It's been a long time since we had any donations. Three cheers for donations. Hip hip. Arr. Hip hip. Arr. Hip hip. So I guess that is it for this week's Rabbit Tremblings. I think I might have mentioned last week that I was having trouble in class and there was some issues I might not be getting. Since then, I sent the professor a few emails asking, you know, I did this, what do you think about that? And, you know, just generally asked for some help and she really didn't reply for help at all. I guess she's having some serious family crisis issues and doesn't have time for anything this quarter. So I figured, well, you know, I'll take her suggestions and see if they work and see if I can figure this stuff out. And it's like, I did figure some stuff out, but some other stuff just made even less sense. And she suggested I take, you know, one of the problems on the quiz and see if I could figure that out. And it took me like an hour and a half to do it. And it's like, you know, that section of the quiz should have only been like 10 minutes without the program. So taking me like an hour and a half with the program, you know, pretty much solidifies in my mind that, you know, something fundamental is either incorrectly inputted into my brain or I just don't get the concept. So I decided to, for the first time ever, drop a class because I don't get it. 
And even if I did go and find some tutoring or, you know, got her to help me, it's like I would have the new stuff piling up faster and faster and faster. And if I'm having issues, you know, with doing stuff as fast as I should, I just thought that, you know, there'd be no way I could keep up and, you know, have new stuff added on top of that. So I will just, um, I guess try and figure it out on my own over the summer. And I still have the program, so I can, you know, try and make up challenges for myself and see if I can figure out what it is I do not get. And maybe I'll continue in the future. Maybe I'll just abandon it and try something else. I don't know. Kind of lost in life, as you know. So I guess we'll see. I did get one extra work shift, which is not normally a big deal to most people. But for me, that's like a 50% increase. So that is very helpful. It is implied that it will be a permanent increase. But since I started my job five years ago at like three shifts and it went down to one shift, I'm not going to hold my breath or anything. But, you know, until it goes away, I have 50% more income. It's not enough to get a house or, you know, be reestablished in any way. Even at my new total amount of hours per week, I'd need double that to consider that. But it certainly helps in things like, you know, putting some actual money towards savings. In theory, by Halloween, I should have enough that if my laptop or my car dies, I should have about 1500 to replace that. So, you know, in terms of savings, I won't have to worry about that as much in the future. And that's all I can think of for this podcast. I am almost totally out of power. My system is going all jerky. So hopefully you can still hear me okay. But I guess that is it for this week. And hopefully I'll see everybody next time. Okay, thanks. Bye. I found treasure not where I thought Peace of mind can't be bought Still I believe I just hang By Pap Pe. This one has simpa words. Well, you're right about this being a bad idea. Thanks for saying, sir. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com/podcast/slash rabbits ramblings dot html if you would like to send me an email you can do so at rabbit at rabbit dot com if you friend me you can also post on facebook at rabbit dot com you can follow me on twitter and youtube at rabbit dot com it's rabbit dot com but with not a period when you type rabbits ramblings don't use the space and be sure to put the number one in place of I whenever you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright 2013 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.